This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with Certified Financial Planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's solo edition of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. My name is David Chudik. I'm a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. This for a long time, almost two decades. Uh, there are some universal truths that I have found, regardless of income, regardless of debt, regardless of net worth, that applies to everybody uh, regarding their financial uh, wellness. So I wanted to talk today about um, my eight strongly held opinions um, about financial success. Again, these are universal truths and these these apply to everybody, whether, whether you're making minimum wage or you're one of our high net worth clients uh, worth millions. So, uh, so here we go. So let's talk about the first one. And uh, my first strongly held uh, opinion about money and financial fitness is that really you must make a choice to be financially successful. So if you think about it, uh, no good result ever ever comes from just drifting. Nobody drifts to the top. Nobody nobody drifts to financial uh, security. So uh, firstly, we all must live by a simple equation of income minus expenses must equal greater than zero. That's period. That's end of story. There's just no arguments there. Now, that doesn't matter if you're making a million dollars a year or $20,000 a year or $5 million a year. There are plenty and plenty of high-earning individuals and business owners who are bringing in a whole lot of money, but uh, maybe they're trying to keep up with the Joneses or they have several vehicles that they really can't comfortably afford, and um, they're not living by that equation. So again, that equation is specific to you, uh, specific to your income, but uh, your, your income minus your expenses must equal greater than zero. So a couple other things to think about when you're choosing to be financially successful, uh, choosing to be purposeful, choosing to do the things that are that can help you to increase your income, uh, choosing to live your life, uh, your financial life based on your values. Uh, if you're if, if you say that generosity is important, but yet uh, you're not giving away any money to the charities or, or organizations that are important to you, then maybe you know maybe numbers might dictate that you're financially successful. So if one of your values is that you uh, you claim that you like to be generous, but uh, your actual numbers don't show that you you give money away and that you are generous to others and to uh, organizations, then is that really are you really living a successful financial life? Because it's not all about the numbers and it's not all about accumulating. It is about uh, living out your values through how you handle your money and your finances. So moving on to my second strongly held opinion. This is a big part of the financial planning process, but uh, the opinion is that you must know uh, what you don't know can hurt you. The, the old saying of what you don't know can hurt you, that is not true in life and that is not true in money. So for example, do you know where your money went last month? You know where you spent your money. Uh, do you know what interest rates you are paying? Do you know what your what your minimum monthly expenses are? Do you know that at the current rate, when will your debts be paid off? Uh, do you know that if you caused a major car accident uh, and maybe there were 10 vehicles involved with uh, major injuries, do you know what your car insurance would or would not pay towards that? 
Do you know how much it would cost for your kids to go to college? Uh, how much money will you need to retire at the level uh, that you want? And even from like a non, non-numerical point of view, I mean, do you know why being financially stable is important to you? So in working with a financial planner, we do uh, cash flow analyses. We do projections on what your accounts might be worth at retirement. We do uh, projections of how much money you would need to retire uh, at the level that you would like. So uh, a lot of these things can be done on their own, but really and truly working with a financial planner can help you to know. And the facts are the facts. Sometimes they're not what you wanted them to be, but uh, simply not acknowledging the facts does not change what the facts are. My third strongly held opinion regarding financial success and financial security is that if you cannot afford the risk, it's a good idea to insure it. So what do I mean here? Well, insurance is really just a promise of a company to indemnify, and that means make whole, um, after a triggering event in exchange for payment of premiums. So let's think about this. You may or may not be able to afford uh, rebuilding your house if it were destroyed in, let's say, a tornado or fire, but you probably don't want to. So that's why we purchase home insurance. Uh, you know, can you afford to maintain your lifestyle if uh, if your spouse, you know, unfortunately didn't make it home uh, one day? And if not, then you know that's why we consider life insurance. Uh, can you afford to? Uh, continue your lifestyle if, if you were not able to work because of a disability. And that's why we, we look at disability insurance. So I'll never say that uh, my clients need to carry every type of insurance, but really I just want them to know what the risks are and look at some of the ways of transferring risks to insurance companies when it's appropriate. Now, other times it's appropriate to retain the risk, but I always want my clients to know that they're doing that purposefully, not uh, just by default. Number four, prioritizing needs and wants. And again, this applies universally to everybody regardless of income. So the high income earners, they may have several expensive cars that maybe they just can't really afford. And the low income earners may uh, just go, uh, go out to eat to uh, lunch once or twice a week and spend an extra 20 or $30. But um, it's important to distinguish the needs and the wants. And, and wants are not a bad thing. Wants are great if you can afford them. And what, uh, what my wants that I can afford are different than the wants that, uh, that somebody else may be able to afford. So we all need transportation, we need housing, we need food, we need education, we need clothing, and a lot of other things are really necessities. But what do we want? Sometimes we want an excessively nice car. Sometimes we want a home that stretches the budget. Sometimes we uh, dine out more than what's affordable. Uh, sometimes we want name brand clothing. And uh, you know, there are other things that we all want, but again, it's important to look at your wants and say, yes, these are in my budget or they're not in my budget. And then you have two decisions. You figure out a way to increase your budget by earning more income, or you simply uh, have to come to the grips that some of your wants may not be feasible at this time. So number five on my list of strongly held financial opinions is that strong and continuous mistakes add up and compound over time. So there's an economic term called opportunity cost, and it's defined as the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is chosen. So let's think about it this way. 
the cost of every late fee, NSF fee, high interest payment, purchase of non-essential item, or anything like that is not only that cost itself, but it's also the cost of what else could have been attained. So every time you pay out an unnecessary dollar, maybe if you shift your mindset and you say, well, uh, this extra dollar of high interest uh, that was going towards a credit card or the extra dollar of, uh, of some fee that can be av uh, av avoided, uh, if it were invested in the markets and got six or seven or eight or nine uh, percent uh, return over time, that would be just a huge, huge amount of money. So the small and continuous mistakes, they just add up and they're hard to dig out of. And again, we're not talking about low-income people only. Uh, the, the high earners spend money and, uh, and make financial mistakes as well. Uh, they just sometimes have a little bit more margin, but there does come a, a break-even point where it doesn't matter how much you're earning if you're continuously making uh, financial mistakes. Accountability. Accountability is my sixth strongly held opinion, and that's that everybody it doesn't matter who you are everybody needs accountability and there's really just they're just strength in numbers so work with friends that can hold you accountable work with family members who can hold you accountable work with a professional maybe a, a financial planner or, or a cpa that can hold you accountable but on our own we're weak but uh, with the help of others we can win the battle and we can achieve what we consider to be financial health now, money, um, and even in today's world, the world, the word billionaire and millionaire have—they've almost become insults. And and there's a segment of society that feels like if you have money, you're you're bad because you got it by lying and cheating. And I have an opinion that money's neutral. Money's not good. It's not bad. Money, it just is what it is. But how money is handled is either good or bad. So I believe that we should all strive to do good with our money to make the world a better place. So a couple things to do is ask yourself, but what is important about money to me? So is it important to have a flashy car or is it important to have a little bit more money in the bank to cover a rainy day should that ever happen? Um, ask yourself why you want to be financially successful. And a lot of times when the why is covered, maybe that helps us to uh, avoid, uh, avoid mistakes. Because if it's important for you to know that your children's future is taken care of, maybe some frivolous spending just naturally goes away. And ask yourself what it means to be financially successful. And that means something different to everybody. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer. There are people who want to live a high lifestyle and nothing wrong with that if everything else is taken care of. There are other people who would uh, just rather live a simpler life on, on a lower income, and there's nothing wrong with that either. But uh, it, it is a, it's a personal decision of what financial success looks like. So it's important to know what does it mean to be financially successful. And finally, my eighth strongly held opinion on money is to look for what others who are struggling financially do and don't do it. So some of the traits of people who are struggling financially are that they uh, they don't live within their means. So guess what you should do? You should live within your means, whatever your means are. Uh, they associate uh, with people who bring them down. So you should associate with people who will help you to succeed. Um, they they don't improve their market value. They don't improve their earning potential. So so what should we all do? We should all make ourselves more valuable to the marketplace. So the marketplace will pay us more, and that makes that initial equation of income minus expenses must equal greater than zero. 
much, much, much easier to achieve when the income is higher. People who are struggling for fi uh, struggling financially, they don't take responsible for their financial future. And again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're someone who believes that it's up to you, uh, at least in large part, to uh, to 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 build your financial future and to be successful. People who are struggling financially, they don't use their money as an expression of their values. Oftentimes, they use their money for flashiness and to have, you know, quote stuff, uh, flashy stuff to to make themselves feel better. But really, people uh, who who want to be successful financially, they they use their money as an exp expression of values in different ways. Maybe through generosity. And finally, people who are who are struggling financially, they they use debt. They use a lot of debt excessively, and they look at monthly payment amounts as opposed to total borrowed amounts. And and those of us who are doing the best that we can to not struggle financially, we try to use uh, debt very minimally and and intelligently, so that we're not uh, we're not giving huge huge interest payments to bank every uh, every month. So really, if you think about what would your life look like if your financial stresses were greatly reduced. I always tell clients that we can never eliminate all problems in life and we can't even eliminate all financial problems, but what if we could eliminate most of the financial problems in our lives that are self-caused? Think about how many problems that would take away from your life. So think about this. What are two small steps from our eight here that you are willing to take and you can do today? Uh, a great part of accountability might be, hey, email me at david at parallelfinancial.com and tell me two steps you're willing to take uh, to bring on to improve your financial success. And if you would like a free financial goal planning session um, and to learn what it's like to work with our firm and what it looks like to work with a financial advisor, I'll put my calendar uh, link in the show notes and I would love to get together for a 15 to 30 minute uh, telephone, in-person or Zoom conversation. So that wraps up today's episode of my eight strongly held opinions on financial success. I hope that you enjoyed it.